You know, there's a book called The Perfect Thing by Stephen Levy. It's about the iPod. And apparently, while they were developing it, they brought it to him, and it was too thick. Mm -hmm. And so the story is, who the hell knows? But the story is that he picked it up and dropped it into an aquarium. Okay. It was a working demo. And bubbles came out. And he went, there's still air. <laughs> you know, all the fish were dead in that aquarium. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, well, and then there was, he, he called someone in this to yeah. make the site safe again. <laughs> Rich, you know what I want to talk about today? I want to talk about decks. We've never talked about them. Yes. I mean, it's an uncool thing. Decks aren't cool. They and, aren't cool. And, uh, and I, I mean, mean for power, the practitioners that are creating real stuff, right? Like the designers that design and the coders that code, the deck is bullshit, right? I mean, well, it's, it's not. It's not a tool of great control, like Illustrator or Sketch or any of those. And it is something that is viewed as a weapon for people that are trying to convince other people something. Well, it's corporate, right? It's just, it's just the, the deck is a corporate entity. Yeah, I mean, business people take great pride in their decks. Well, and this, so, you know, Amazon is famously deck-free. You have to write a memo. Explain that. You write a memo at Amazon, and then you sit around the table, and you read the memo, and then you have the meeting. So the idea is you really have to organize your thoughts into a proper memo. Now, I'll yeah. tell you, I'm a And it's not like a... Like it can be five pages. Yeah. There are people sitting there silently in the meeting. As a writer, as a person who loves to write and is good at writing, God, that sounds attractive. You like this. I'm good. You like this approach. Every now and then, I will do it for a client, but I almost always, almost always, I'm now I'm very strategic about when I do it. It's got to be a very specific kind of person on the other side who really wants to read. I illustrate it a little bit, but it's weird. It's, it's very weird. Unusual. What people, the way that you communicate in our world is you make a couple slides. Ideally, you're kind of drawing a little diagram and saying, here's how it's all going to fit together. Mm -hmm. And then you break it out into bullets and say, here are the next steps. Yes. And that runs the world. It really runs the world, right? Excel and PowerPoint. And then you basically can get rid of everything else. Word for contracts. Word is the, I mean. Yeah. Now, what do we do? I, got, I was deeply influenced by a blog years ago, and I'm pretty sure it's gone, but it's probably sitting around somewhere the on the The title internet. of your biography will be, I was deeply influenced by a blog. <laughs> anyway, so you were deeply influenced by a weblog. A weblog. Which weblog? Do you remember? Uh, yes. It was called Presentation Zen. Oh, I remember. There were a lot of Zens. There was CSS, Zen Garden. <laughs> there was Zen Garden. Zen. So everybody was big on Zen. So Presentation Zen. Yes. And it, it would essentially, it actually broke the paradigm. Because I think PowerPoints, people had to get their heads around them. And I think they started to see them as like bigger level, like Duplo blocks of documents. Well, then it basically- They were documents. Like you could actually, you're like, you know, I'm going to send you the deck. They weren't for presenting. And they were well, like they actual documents. deep and interactive. Consulting did this. Consulting loves the deck, yeah. right? I mean, it the, sells the deck. And then you get the table of contents that's dynamically generated. Exactly. Special bullets. What Presentation Zen was- talking about is that are you presenting with this if you're really presenting with it you need to shed a lot of the habits that come around document writing and one of the most profound tips they gave and i i'm gonna toot my own horn here for a second i i am not the best artist or graphics art graphic artist whatever but what i do not, know nowhere near the best in fact i'm nowhere near the best in fact i do know how to 
make a slide in a deck be complimentary because I want you to listen to me. Yeah, I've seen you do it. You're good. You're good. It's, it's a actually- very big deal. And I learned this from presentations. Then, and here's the number one tip I would give anyone making a deck. If they have to read while you're talking. Disaster. You lost them. You know what I do ever, ever told you my method for quickly getting a, getting a story together? No. The thing to do, I walk around and I get the story right in my head. Like what kind of, what are the, and it's like five minutes at that point. Like if I was, if you were to say, hey, Paul, what is the future of, um, you know, print on demand or, you know, just like something and just something ridiculous. Right. And I'd be like, okay, well, let me think about that. And then I get to the point where I got about five minutes where I can tell you. And that's just all in my brain. Don't write anything down. Then what I do is I just start telling myself the story and I look for illustrations I, and they can be really random. You're not writing yet. No, I never write. Okay. I never write. don't even have notes. I go and put full screen images into a deck. No words, no pictures. Interesting. Nothing. Interesting. There's a title slide. You know, I mean, I'm not, it's not orthodox, but okay. pictures. And then... What happens is I start to kind of expand the narrative and things sort of inspire me and I think mm-hmm. about things. What ends up is I walk into a room. Now, there will be a couple slides of text. and We glossed over a word here that I think is worth sharing. And I think 90% of people who create decks and anybody who's in a white collar job is creating a damn deck, um, don't use the word or don't think about narrative. No, that's right. Like, so, so I want people to be interested when they're listening to me, right? Sure. So what I do is I put that picture up and then I actually like by not having any notes, by not having anything available, I have to explain what's there. And you repeat that times 20 times 30 for yep. a 20 minute talk. Like, yep. And what happens is, and actually it's more like 60 or 70. I'll have a 70 or 80 slides for a 20 minute talk and I'm having a conversation and sort of riffing on the images. Yeah. And I'm comfortable enough. I've, it's not like this is some magic improv act. I know what I'm going to say. I roughly know what my point is. And it's really easy. If you put up a picture of a big red dragon from Dungeons and Dragons yeah. and you have a little joke to make, you'll remember that joke when it comes up. You won't forget it. You don't yeah. need the notes yeah. because it's really like fundamental in yeah. your lizard brain. It's also worth noting, you, you're zipping along. Yeah. You don't really linger on a particular slide. I mean, you just said 60 to 80, 70 slides for 20 minutes. That's a lot of movement, right? Well, bec- this is the thought leader deck. This is not the how your software platform Correct. Looked, which is 10 slides. You're telling a story. I'm you're telling you're a story. creating this animated experience. It's like a blog. It's like Instagram. You're just like, and then this, and then, well, yeah. and clouds are going to be a problem. Yeah. And you know, what, what context, like... Who's your audience for a deck that, that like, obviously not all decks are for created that, equal. What? Executive leadership, people at a conference, yeah. people who are like, sometimes I'll get called in and like get a conversation kickstarted. And High get, altitude. You know, and I, I like to, I love, you know, animated gifts. I had one where I told people about the future of their industry and the last slide was just like, good luck at your job. You know, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. And, and just the best thing that happens when you're doing those is they stop in the middle because everyone's talking already. Yes. Like it's actually not, I'm not trying, I'm, you know, those guys, they hire at the bar mitzvah to get the party started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's me, but thought leader. Yeah. And then I think you should talk like, what is the good presentation deck for the giant platform? And I'll, I'll set you up because most of the ones I saw before we started working together are 500 slides long. Bad. Well, first off, audience is obviously huge. And, and if, if I'm giving you a presentation for 20 minutes, 
the, I'm, I'm extremely sensitive to the density of the information that's being put in front of you. Mm-hmm. It's extremely important to understand your audience and also to keep them with you. So I, I gave, I gave, I'm still one tip from Presentation Zen, which is don't make them read. Like the most common mistake people make with decks and, and Keynote added this feature a while back, and I think PowerPoint has it too, is if there are six bullets, bullets are like, you know, a key weapon in a deck, mm-hmm. right? When people go to a slide and all six bullets are there immediately, and I start, I want to go through them, right? But what the audience is going to do is read ahead the six bullets. But I don't want you to read ahead yet because that first bullet, I'm about to give you two sentences. You need three to have sentences. that conversation. It's a conversation. They, they can't be part of it at that moment. It's a narrative unfolding, yeah. right? And that's really, really, really important. When you're trying to share... It's not a textual medium. It's not a textual medium. You can, it's, it uses words, but it's not... Very it's not, few words. Yeah. Very few words work best. Uh, I mean, the most extreme example of this is the Apple keynote. You know, uh, right. it's, it's, and this goes way back. It would literally be, there would be a picture of an iPod and it would say 30,000 songs. You would say that and then... What, <laughs> That's you, all it would you know have. What else Apple loves? 45%. Yeah. <laughs> they love their percentages. An Apple, this is an Apple deck. Let me read yeah. to you an Apple deck. Yeah. 30,000 songs. Click. 45%. Click. Two billion users. Yeah, yeah. Click exactly, and then a and chart they're talking, where, and then a chart where the arrow goes up. Yep, and then they then they like that little joke. There's always a little joke, and then they break for the demo, and then some like indie acoustic artist will come on to close it out. Here's the thing about those. I mean, like it's a good example. I mean, it's it is probably the gold standard for a presentation is the Apple keynote, right? What's They've pure, diluted the pure, shit out of it. It's a, it's like it goes on for ninety minutes this, now. Because it's just you know too why, much. You know what sucks about ninety minutes? It's not good sales. Sales is fun. Sales is fun. You know what I do now? I, I like I peek in for a minute. I'm like, you know what? I'll check the Verge later. Look, we've they made, summarize it in like a three paragraphs. I've done this joke forty thousand times on the podcast, but you just you go in and it's just like and it's made of aluminum and aluminum, and you're just like, wow, <laughs> for God's sake. That was the wonderful thing about Steve Jobs. He was a bad person who ruined families. But the wonderful thing about Steve Jobs was that he loved it. And it wasn't, he didn't actually sell you too much on the the merits of like the physicality or anything. He was just like, imagine the world that you're going to be in when you're using this dream. Can I I also imagine, by the way, that I never knew the man or worked with him, but thank God he, he left a lot of shit on the floor. Oh, yeah. So they did come to him with 120 slides. And he'll, it's coming down oh, to 28. Oh, he brutally. There's no doubt. There's, you know, and there's and what a, you see now is just like, let's run down the list. Rich, you know, uh, before we get back to talking about decks, what if somebody wanted us to come and present to them about how to fix up their platform or product? Yeah. You know, one of the things I say to people often when they're like, so what does Postlight do? I say, well, you know what? We're like we're like a consulting firm, but the final deliverable is not a deck or a document or a binder. It's the actual product. It's the actual thing. Um, sometimes it's a prototype. Sometimes it's a full-blown piece of software. That's exactly right. That's what we do. Sometimes we'll come in and give you a presentation, but it's always to the end of getting something into people's hands that they can use and do things right. with. Yeah. That's what we're about. So it's kind of funny we're having this conversation. It is. It's still part of, it's often part of how we communicate. It's communication. It's not, it's it's not the end game It's for not us. just us. It's how the world communicates. Like it is. We need to be there. It is. So yeah. Postlight, if you want to talk to us about anything around great platforms and 
apps and services that run on them, uh, get in touch. Hello at postlight.com. So I, another another aspect of presentations that I think is worth sharing. If you st- uh, let's say you are explaining a big strategy or a platform, and just there's complexities around it, and there's nuances and whatnot. If you go right into that after deck like slide two, mm-hmm. that's rough. That's a rough. That's like fast forwarding into the movie. Uh, you know, there's only 20 minutes left, and you go right into the scene where the family's falling apart. You gotta ease them in. You gotta ease them in. You gotta. You also gotta give them that framing and that context. You know what it is, and this is this is probably just being more mature and further along. It's not about proving that you're smart. It's about letting them become smarter. Like the the thing you do when you get up there and you show them that diagram, and you want them to know that you boy are you really a special boy, and what a good boy are you? <laughs> Sounds condescending. It's real though. You and see, manipulative. But this but... is where you've been for the. You know, this is this is where I was. You know, like in my in the last couple decades, I, I wanted people to know that I was a really smart guy who Absolutely. really thought about it. Yeah. What you want to do instead is go problems. Yeah. We all have them. You know, you ever see the um like infomercials? Mm-hmm. It's the like blender that makes a smoothie, let's say. Mm-hmm. And there's this there's this early part of it where it's in black and white and the oh, like yeah. the juice is splashing everywhere. Oh, it's terrible. It's like a man <laughs> a man is literally smashing apples and oranges against his forehead. <laughs> He's like, I, what, what do I do? It's just like, here is the problem. Do you have this problem? Do you have this problem? It's black and white. Mm. And the person looks like they haven't showered in a while and she can't make juice. You know, it is true. And I, I don't know if I <laughs> if I do this consciously or not, but the, the earlier part of a deck should probably feel, it's like yeah. a little bit Wizard of Oz yeah. where it's like all gray in there in Kansas. And then there's this one point where you just jam it. Like when that diagram shows up that shows you the future platform, yeah. that should feel like you just got to the land of Oz. Yeah. Like just so thrilling. There's also a moment sometimes where you just you put up something really complicated and you don't say too much and you just kind of sit down and get the conversation going. That's the other thing, like letting people come into it, letting people come into it. And it sounds like I always start any presentation with interrupt me anywhere. It's like literally the phrase I say every time as I go along, feel free to interrupt me at any point. And what I'm trying to say here is like, I'm not interested in really putting on a show for you guys. But you know what? Everybody says that, but we can, you have to kind of coach them into it as you, you do. go along. That's yeah. true. That's I want to know if there's any questions. You do that. I do that too. It's just like, what do you guys think? And, yeah. and the, um, that's vulnerability, but if you're confident in the material, it's okay. Yes. Yes. There is a, there is that point too. Like I've seen you do it. I'll do this too. You, it's a lot of like 20, 30 second slides. And then there's a slide that's a half hour. Yeah, well, you, it's to me, it's resolution. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, it's finally resolving itself because you're it you it's a story arc. It's it literally is a story arc. Like I I had a pretty big presentation that I was putting together, and really, I mean, if you split it up, the first half, I I think I called it the problems today, and it was just. Oh, problem yeah. after problem well, after problem. You're done showing off in your yeah. career. It's just here. That's right. Problems. Right. And you know, the problems today, by the way, that's a good approach. And you and I have this in common. We have these plain English phrases no, no, that no, we no. use. Again, I don't need them to believe I'm smart. No. They can decide. They get to decide on their own if they've put the right person in the room. That's I, right. I, I have no choice but to trust them to make that decision. Absolutely. Now, it, it, and then there's this like key sort of intermission point almost, right? And the slide I had, I, I forgot the exact wording, but I've used words like, so where do we go from here? Yes, that's right. 
right? Which it sounds like a like a cheesy Netflix movie, right? Like it's little tiny things. Like instead of saying next steps, just have the slide say next, right? Like just, it, it just little things can show can show that you've paid some attention here. Yeah. Exactly. And it's not cookie cutter. But too far, if you go too far in the wrong direction, you lose them fast. Yes. Don't be dense. Don't be like, and don't be dense in your, in your language. Don't, and don't be dense on the slide. Like, don't this, show off. Don't show off. Oh, gosh. I mean, it, it really needs to not feel like you're selling. People have given you an intense opportunity to stand up in front of them and tell them how they should organize their lives and future. Yes. And you are going to usually combine that with an ask for a large amount of money. Mm-hmm. That's a privilege. By the way, this is not sales. It could just, I, I would need this. I want this budget. Yeah. I have an idea and I've been in, you know, I've been in the Tucson office for a long time and I'm finally, I see an opening and I want to pitch this to the big people and get that budget. And and it's going to come down to that presentation. And that's that's a lot, right? Like that's a big deal. You know what I will say? Decks are funny because... When I need to write something, it's good to open the word processor. When I need to program something, get started, start coding. Decks are dangerous to open and start without a lot of strategy and walking around beforehand. Do you outline your decks? I do, and I use other tools, and I write them, and I mostly they're in my head. But like, what there's enough information organizing tools inside of PowerPoint and Keynote to really get you into trouble. Yeah. Because I've done this. I'll be like, I'm going to start with the deck. And then very I'm bad like, with notes. Do you put notes on the slide? Notes are a disaster. Like presenter notes. I'm They're really bad at them. So, like, if you do it that way, you end up with 360 slides in an outline, and the outline has no bearing on the story. You've, right. You've, it's very, very hard to organize a good stand in front of a room kind of storytelling through an outline structure where you're where you've got a lot of rectangles to fill Mm -hmm. it's got to be like i know what my story is and then i know what i need to prove out the story visually and then i'm going to have a conversation with the screen yes and i've thought about this before i always think that like one of the great things about powerpoint is that it's a little bit of a demilitarized zone like if i just stand up and start telling you what to do you're like who are you professor right but i have this thing that that's sort of like Let's everybody calm down and go, okay, there's an artifact here that we're all sharing. Yes. And, and really the deck should feel like a kind of own, they own it. Like they're, they're perceiving it. And it is a leave behind. I, to me, I, it is the, it is almost ceremonial. The minute I'm done with the deck, it is no longer mine. That's it is correct. yours. It is yours. And, and you will get a version to walk around. Like I am arming you. That's right. And I, what I need to do is, you know, very often I, you, it's a scary moment when you're done with that presentation because you're about to relinquish control and you're about to hand it to people who maybe are the decision makers or who maybe need to walk around and, and evangelize whatever it is you put in front of them. I don't think people, if you're a little early in your career, you don't have this experience as much because what you're doing is you're usually you're taught to make a presentation, present, and then someone will make a decision who's more senior than you. In our position, you'll go into a room, I'll go into a room, you give the talk, you hand them the deck, because then they are going to go walk around the entire organization to get consensus from their peers. Yes. So you're not actually giving them a presentation yeah. so they can make a decision. You're teaching them how to sell the idea through the yeah. organization. To clarify, we're presenting a particular case, which is us selling, not selling, us consulting and informing and educating. 
and hoping that a relationship builds. This off is true. Of that. We're not we're not teaching people about the new HR. No, system. we do present to this company sometimes with a deck, and that's a very different case. But right? then, then that is about getting people to internalize and understand the message and make it their own if they choose to. If they choose to, right. or or really push back and 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 bring questions in. So. Um, not everybody has access to this. One of the things I like to do, first off, Keynote, if you have access to Keynote and you're willing to invest the time, is just a far more elegant tool in my view. It's if, really not about density of information and more about just smooth and slick. It'll do outlines, but that's actually not where it shines. Like it's, it's not where not. it shines. The, the, the ability to reveal information as you're talking and to animate and to do some slick things that like make people pause. I can't emphasize enough what it does to the perception of what you're communicating. It is real. It, I hate to say it because that shouldn't be the case if you're using a nice font and, and designing it well. It creates credibility. I will say the new version of PowerPoint, like the last couple of years. It's probably pretty good. No, it's excellent. Yeah. It's it's not, it's just not trued up the way that Apple stuff is. Yeah. But it's it, excellent. In either case, not everyone has access to this. If you have access to a designer, yeah. you have a little bit of time. That's a really great investment. That's huge. We usually, with anything serious, we have design look over it. Yes. It's really, and it's key. Like redo a slide or whatever. Can I tell you a story about the absolute opposite of all of this? Yes. Okay. So I was working on a giant consulting project and one day, and it was a multinational company. And, uh, one day they said, Hey, vendor consultant, our project analysis team will be flying in from London tomorrow. And we will need you to be in a room for three days to justify every technical decision you've made across the course of this project and to explain why you've done it and to justify your budget. Yikes. Not good. Never had this happen before. Or it, positive, no? Maybe this is the last hurdle? No, they were coming for us. Uh, and so we were, That's our, not good. It wasn't good. Our backs were up against the wall. And I turned to my peer, and my peer said, she went, mm, what are we going to do? And I was like, I don't know. And then she said, we got to get a deck together. We got to start there. And then I <laughs> went, hmm. And she's like, what we want is the maximum amount of documentation. We want to show bulk here. We want to show... That we've thought everything through and we know what all the pieces are. Okay. Now, is this is this documentation laying around? Not really. But also, PowerPoint can only handle so much density. Like, you only get a paragraph per. Yeah. Here's what I did. I opened up a Google document and a Google Sheet, and I put every component of the system. So, let's say it was like the database. And I named the database, and I described what it did, and I described the other things that it fit into. And I categorize them by different parts. Now, if you describe any relatively complex software system and all the open source components, all the pieces, you end up with hundreds of rows. It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. Like, what am I using for front end? What am I using? You know, I'm using JavaScript and I'm using this library and I'm using this library. And I, I know what all of them are. I do because I can just go around the directory and look at all the pieces and I know how the front end is going to work and I know the palette and so and I know the back end. And so, and the APIs that I'm using, everything. Documented all of it, categorized it. I have a Google spreadsheet. It now has about a thousand lines. Okay? Just of stuff? Of stuff. I now save it and export it and write a tiny Python script and convert it into a Microsoft Word outline. What? Microsoft Word outlines can be imported directly into PowerPoint. You, you just, you, you took a just... 
let's overwhelm them with information strategy. We had no choice. So um, this the, is terrible. This is what you don't. This is not what you're supposed to do with decks. No, this was purely defensive. It was a, quite yeah. a while ago in my career, and I will never do this again. But it was about 840 pages long. Wow. Yeah, because every single one of those components. And then what I did is I made a little information architecture. So you had like the breadcrumbs on the top and the title and the dates. And like all the metadata was there in the slide. And then the like the rectangular component in the middle that was like the paragraph and no visuals. Okay. So I got in a room and they came hard at us. And we, and we literally had an assistant roll in a hand truck with the decks. For real? Printed out from Kenko's. Oh, good God. And they went on the table like this. And I watched their eyes. They they came in all bright-eyed, ready to murder us, and they died inside. And I said, well, we got about 850 components to get through, and we got three days, so I think we should be able to do it. Let's go. So, uh, Paul, when when you were told to do this, did you feel like, yeah, that's a wonderful idea, or did you feel like, okay, this is just like political tactic or it's a survival bit politi- tactic? It's political, but it's also like yeah. all the information in there is credible factual information. Yeah, it was just how we presented it. Yeah, we weaponized the deck. Yeah, like right. we could have run through. It doesn't the- sound like a good artifact. It wasn't. We could have gone through the Google spreadsheet, but we needed to. We needed a little bit of like. like I think we we're kind of building a wall around ourselves, like just like, yeah. hey, you're gonna. You decided to descend on us for three days. We're ready. Yeah. Okay. And if you trot out a Google spreadsheet, that doesn't look as ready. Right. You needed a. Did you present this? Yep. Okay. We ran through about 600 of the 800 yeah. slides. Okay. And I mean, honestly, like it sounds toxic, but the reality is like, here's a slide for every component. And then they would be like, well, do you need that? Well, how do the indexes work? Well, is that going to integrate with the back end or the front mm-hmm. end? And then it would be like, I know that. I don't know that. Like it wasn't, it was very transparent. It was just like, here is and here's a thousand points about what we've done. Tell me which parts you want to talk through. I'm ready. It's all here. Right. There actually was no better way to present that, frankly. Okay. Like the best way to present that would have been like some giant diagram where you could yeah. drill in and zoom in. Yeah. But I couldn't get that together in two hours. Right. So, you know, Rich, as we alluded to earlier, we don't actually deliver decks as a core part of this business. No, they're often waypoints in the process. That's right. Yeah. It's how to show people what's going on and give them a portrait. But the thing we do is deliver software. Yeah, and you know, some of our engagements are long and sometimes, you know, the stakeholders want to see something and frankly, if we sent them like a 22-page document as an update, it's not, not good. It's not good. Not it's good. not good. You, you want to talk it through. You got to give people tools to walk around with. That's right. And that's what we do. And eventually we always put something in your hand that works. But I will say, we do make really nice decks. I'm when we pr- when we do it, we oh, do it. When we, we do, do it up, right. they look good. Yeah. You get that post-light design quality on top of it. <laughs> I'm proud of some of our decks. It yes. hurts me that we can't show them. We, I mean, that's part of the game. Remember that one we that's did? That's the for, game you play. Remember the one we did for the giant company that is, like, it's in a drawer. We keep it. We printed it out very large. Yes. Mm. Very nice. Very nice work. Anyway. For the giant company. Yeah, that's it's, it's about as much as our NDA will allow. Yes. Right? Um, anyway, uh, we would love to talk to you both about Dex and about building software. Hello at postlight.com is how you reach us. Anything else? No. Have a lovely week, everyone. All right. Click to add title. <laughs> <laughs>